Hello and welcome to According to John. Today is part two on what is false doctrine. And as we begin to open this up and look through our, our prayer is that you uh, clearly uh, ident- are able to identify false doctrine, the damage that it does, and that you discard it out of your life, that you're able to see it and get rid of it and and uh, and understand the word of God. That's our whole goal here. So we're going to be picking up part two, what is false doctrine? Yeah, my 45 years of pastoral uh, care and teaching, I realized that the teaching about false doctrine is just as important as teaching about real doctrine. Of course, when you know real doctrine, that's what allows you to identify false doctrine. Yeah, and so we're in, we're going to... Uh, pick up where we left off last week on false doctrine and to understand that false doctrine is that which opposes some fundamental truth on that which is necessary for salvation. And that is what we're going to be talking about. How do we know uh, a false doctor, uh, a false doctrine when we hear it? And then here's the bigger question too. Are we willing to stop listening to the one once we catch them or mm-hmm. are we willing to make an excuse and go, ah, oh, well, that's just that, or that's just that, or that it's like, well, wait a minute. At what point do we go? Eh, you're dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, just go back to what Jesus said. There shall enter among you wolves yeah, and sheep's clothing. And we want to be sweet and nice and loving, but the strongest love there is, is identifying truth and exposing error. Right. And in our world today, when you expose error, you know, oh, you're not loving. Uh, yeah. That's uh, the most loving thing we could it do. It is. It really is. And of course, kind of circling back to what you just said a moment ago, just to, just to kind of solidify it, Satan's main thing is to keep people away from Jesus. Right. He doesn't care how religious you are. He doesn't care how faithful you are to something right. that's a lie. Are you ready? Watch this. I think it's backwards. Religion doesn't save, Jesus does. <laughs> That's what my shirt says. You can't see yet, can you? <laughs> I wasn't watching. I had the microphone in the way. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice it because I, I wasn't looking there. I was yeah, looking here. Yeah, you were I, looking I know. I know. So for those of you who may not recognize or may recognize uh, uh, Duke is not wearing glasses because he has uh, cataract surgery and last Thursday tomorrow. Yeah. So now he is, well, tomorrow would be, I recognize the voice over here <laughs> and tomorrow will be like a week or two away. So are <laughs> our, our past by the time you see this, but, um, any rate, that was, that was funny. <laughs> Johnny and I just wonder why we love each other so much sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. That is, that's funny. So what we're going to do, what we're going to cover today uh, in part two of what is false doctrine are examples of what false doctrine is mm-hmm. and, and the teachings and how it's false. For example, uh, the erasing of hell. The getting, you know, hell doesn't exist. Hell's not real. Uh, you have people that are teaching that, and uh, but the Bible describes hell as a real place of eternal torment, 
the destination for every unregenerate soul, which is for every person that denies Jesus Christ, if we're going to put it in simple terms, right? Or doesn't believe Jesus is the savior of the world. The Bible is a whole lot easier to understand when you just read it and believe it than it is when you try to dance around the things that Jesus actually said. It, that's that's <laughs> where all this all comes from. People try to dance around it because it's not well, palatable. They don't like it. Yeah, it's yeah not they palatable. don't like it. So exactly. I'll twist it and I'll, I'll say I believe right. the Bible, but I right. won't really believe the right. Bible. I'll dance around this and this word doesn't right. really mean that. And then you get into all the manners isms on how they create false doctrine and subvert people and turn them away. So Jesus told us to look for it. And so what we're doing now, John, is obedience to Jesus and warning uh, our generation of where Satan hits, how he hits, and why he hits her. He wants to keep people away from Jesus. He wants to keep people away from the consequences of rejecting Jesus. Yes. Uh, uh every way possible. Well, hey, listen, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And we're going to go into a word of prayer. And then we're going to jump on these examples so that you have uh, ammunition when someone teaches you false doctrine. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray your hand upon us. Father, give us clarity of thought, clarity of speech. Father, give every one of us, speaking and listening, clarity of hearing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. All right. So uh, the erasing of hell. Revelation 20:15 says this. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And we know the lake of fire is hell. How about 2 Thessalonians 1.8? In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I do find it interesting. It is on those who do not know God and those who do not obey the gospel. And because that would make sense when we realize that there are people, angels, they know God. Mm -hmm. And they're going to spend eternity in hell. Those who do not know God, those are the ones who reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they're going to spend eternity in hell. I see religious leaders trying to draw big crowds under themselves by twisting the word of God and making a very palatable message. That's everywhere, but that's not new. That's been throughout the church age, just yeah. like Jesus said. Now, I have my experience. I come to church, I hear the same thing. And I didn't try to twist it or deny it. I'm thinking God wrote the Bible. He's warning me because he loves me. He doesn't want me to go to that place. Right. I don't want to go to that place. How do I not go to that place? Oh, Jesus took the punishment <laughs> for my sin. Right. I think I want to follow Jesus. Yeah. It can so get I don't that have easy. to go there. It can, literally, it can get that easy. It's Yeah, except yeah. you become as a child. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I guess I've been ministering now for... Uh, I turned 51 years old in the Lord. And I started ministering the night I got saved. I didn't know what you called it, but I don't want people to go to way. hell. Yeah. And that's been a great motivation on why I have chosen to serve the Lord all the days of my life. It's what brought me to New York. It's what took me to Bible college. It's why I tithe of my increase. It's why I give to world missions because I don't want people to go to hell. And now people come up and say, well, there is no hell. You've just been uneducated. Well, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, it, it, they will also tell you that you can't believe the Bible. 
and yes. that Jesus isn't the Savior. So, you know, like, I mean, so how about this, Matthew 10, 28, because Jesus, to say there's no hell completely contradicts Jesus' own words. Matthew 10, 28, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. This is the most loving, giving man that ever walked the planet. He was God with us. He's right. Emmanuel. He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer. And he tells us in detail about this place that he doesn't want us to go to. And there's no need for anybody to go there. Right. And so Satan comes along and says, well, there is no such place like that. And it's just a lie. There is a place called hell. Right. And uh, Jesus. Well, and, and the day is coming where yeah. they're going to know guaranteed right how about matthew 25 46 jesus says this and these will go away in the everlasting punishment but the righteous into eternal life there's your difference everlasting punishment is eternal hell and those who are saved go into uh, eternal life separated from god in hell or separated to god in heaven it's just so sweet and yeah. it's so yeah. simple and clear yeah and clear. How about this one? The idea that there are many paths to God. <laughs> I used to say that, Larry. 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 That's Pastor Larry's another friend of ours. <laughs> I get my own grandkids mixed up. I get my preacher friends mixed up, too. Pastor John. That's funny. Say it a couple Man, more times. So you I don't can't forget. see. I can't hear. I can't think. But I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to hell. Because so you I'm know happy. the path. Yeah, Jesus is the way. I only That's needed so one way. He provided. I'm in. Right. So how about this? The philosophy uh, has become popular, right? That um, uh, And it's all under the guise of tolerance. And it, so we have to tolerate false claims on how to get to heaven. Yeah, many ways to God. And it's all the same God. And it's not. Right. How about uh, this? Um, since God is love, uh, God will not let anyone go to hell and God will accept any religious effort as long as the person's sincere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Satan's been using that lie for a long time. It's, it's funny, John, because I used to quote all these things. <laughs> People witnessed to me and I would feed back these, these little lies. Yeah, because they're lies, and it literally flies in the face it of... It makes sense to me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And, you know, there's just one yeah. God, and there's just many ways to him. Well, and, and if there's many ways, why does Jesus have to die? Why did he have to die on the cross? Jeremiah twelve seventeen said, But if they do not obey, I will utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, says the Lord. And so when we look at this... And God's like, listen, if you don't obey, in other words, if you don't agree, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. I think a five-year-old could understand that, John. Yeah. How about John three fifteen through 18? That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have, have eternal life. Who is him? Jesus. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18. He who believes in him, Jesus, is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. 
you know, all this controversy, all this false doctrine really goes back to the the first false doctrine in Genesis chapter three, when Satan had already been cast out of heaven to the earth, uh, condemned hell was prepared for the devil and his angels, but Satan wants to bring man under that same condemnation. So what does he do? He comes down and he, he gets Eve off to the side. Adam wasn't there for, for whatever reason. And he speaks to Eve and he, he cast doubt on the word of God. He says, yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree. And see, that's the same thing he And does. she's like, oh, I can't even touch it. Yeah, and she, she quoted to him the word of God. And then she adds a little touch thing to it. And then he just flat out calls God a liar. You won't surely die. Don't you know, Eve, God is love. And, he, and I, I added that part. He said, you will not... Sh- <laughs> She will not, you will, you will not, not surely die. die. And you see that God knows that the day you eat of that fruit, you will be like him. Yeah. You'll be just like God knowing good and evil. God's just trying to keep you out right. of, but keep it, you in the dark. Well, here's the thing. Satan didn't lie to her. He, he said, God is a lie. He, he told the truth in what would happen. And that, I mean, he told the truth. You're going to be like God. You'll know good and evil. Guess what? We're like God. We know good and evil. There were certain aspects of this that he, he did mingles not. some truth. exactly. That's the, that's the thing, and and so he does. He puts just enough truth in there to make that lie appealing, and he deceived yeah. her, and the deception led her to rebellion, and 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 Jesus tells us he's going to enter in as a wolf and chief's clothing. He's going to look like the real deal. He's going to, he, he, uh, he's going to be enlightening and charming and sweet, make you feel good. He's an angel of light. Mm-hmm. The scriptures say, yeah. and so he'll take the he simple great words at of Jesus. deception. Yeah. He just takes a simple teaching of Jesus and he twists it and he sets, you know, he wants to set, people up as a judge. I kind of was judging God. You know, I was like, well, God wouldn't send anybody to hell. Well, I'm judging him. I'm saying Jesus is a liar. Right. Jesus says it's going to happen. He doesn't want it to happen, but it's going to it's happen. It's going to happen. So when you, part of understanding the false teaching, you have to really kind of begin to understand the false teacher who right. ultimately is Satan. Right. And he's trying to keep people away yeah, from Sa- Jesus. Satan is the ultimate. He's, yeah. he's the leader of the pack. Yeah. And all these false doctrines, ultimately, he's the author right. of them. Right. Jesus is the author of true salvation, and Satan is the author of everything else. Well, and that's kind of like, if you want to know what the, pa- uh, what the church believes, all you got to do is research the pastor. Mm-hmm. Because the pastor is going to teach. What he believes. What he believes. Yeah. And so you don't ask people, well, what do you believe? Just research the pastor. And that will tell you what page they're on. Mm-hmm. Because there is no such thing as non-denominational church. There really isn't. It's the denomination of the pastor. I mean, you, you can claim it. I'm non-denominational. Oh, really? What school did you go to? Baptist. Oh, so you're Baptist because every way you teach is Baptist. How can you say non-denominational? I mean, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Help me out there, Duke. Uh, Am I wrong in that? I I just think, well, first of all, there is no such thing as a denomination when you look in the Bible. Right. And so denomination is is men that have gotten together and organized into groups of churches. Right. 
and uh, and denominations have certain teachings. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So there's no such thing as a non-denominational church. Yeah, yeah. There's systems of teaching. Now, I think and uh, beliefs in I, what they teach. Yeah, I would say when you look at denominational churches, the systems of thinking, absolutely for sure. But different denominations are set up different. For instance. Uh, most denominations own the church buildings, whereas an, uh, a non-denominational church would own their own building. So it gets it gets highly technical. But yeah, but uh, I'm talking on a belief system. Yeah, there's no such well, thing as non-denominational. Well, I think that's what we're trying to get at here. That you you have the Word of God in its simplicity, and you have an enemy coming in trying to complicate it and uh, deny it and twist it. And saying it doesn't say what it says right. to just keep people away from Jesus. Because right. I remember being so confused when I would hear people kind of debating Christian things in school. It's like, oh, well, uh, I don't have enough inf- knowledge <laughs> to even enter the conversation. So <laughs> yeah. you guys argue religion. I'll go smoke a joint. Right, yeah, I'll stay literally, I was yeah, very frustrated right. by that. Right. And then I thought, I really want to go to church, but where would I go to church? Right. How do I know it's the right church? Because I know I knew enough that you know, they were that's, all that's a real question, right? So for me, how I settled, I had a very attractive girl invite me to church. So I went to her <laughs> church. That's how I settled it. <laughs> so that takes us to the next topic. Uh, any teaching that redefines the person of Jesus Christ, uh, that would be false doctrine. If you're going right. to redefine who the Bible says Jesus is, you're a false teacher. And so doctrine that denies the deity, doctrine that denies the virgin birth, mm-hmm. Doctrine, doctrine that denies his death or his physical resurrection. Or his sinless nature. Sinless is all, that's all false doctrine, right? And that's serious false doctrine. Yeah. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. Second uh, John verse seven or verse nine. Second John. Yeah. But well, and here's the other thing that also makes them a cult. Yeah. That, that's by definition. By definition, yep. Yeah, by definition, if you believe Jesus is anything other than what the Bible says that he is, you're a cult. So here's a question. If Catholics believe that Mary is the mediator between God and man, because you pray to Mary. That's what mediator means. Yep. The go between her. So then, does that bad make English, that, but yeah, yeah the and bad theology. The go between her. Does that make the Catholic Church a cult? Well, are we you going to be nice? Or we you could do a whole podcast. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on that. You know? I'm I'm poking. I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and I'd be glad to do a whole podcast on that. So would that be? But, does see, that make not, them a cult or not? Well. <laughs> I have many reasons why I would say yes, but on this, on this, I'm being specific on here. So how about this? The Catholic church says that they are the way to heaven and not Jesus. Does that make them a cult? I think it does, but I want to go back to this because I got a good point on this, on this issue. You're, you're bounced all over the place. I agree with you, Johnny. I agree with you, but I want to get this point across. The Catholic church does not take away who Jesus is on the mediator. They add Mary in which I think maybe is just as bad because there's one mediator right. between the man and God, yeah. Christ Jesus. So they're attributing to her divinity. Uh, and deity. not counting all the other saints that they're told to pray to. Yeah, yeah. So they have they say, well, she's a co-mediatrix. That's false doctrine. False doctrine. Yeah, that's so, false doctrine. And they say they're, that they're... See, we do agree, John. We, I knew we but did. I, was gonna, I wanted to get back that co-mediatrix <laughs> 
So Jesus is. You just wanted to use that big word. Mediatrix. I did. I did. <laughs> so I didn't kill all the brain cells in '69. You, you didn't. God spared a few. There's a few. He spared the ones that mattered. The rest of them are aging. Yeah. So, and then then if you look at it, the fact that the Catholic Church, this the Pope specifically, I'm not picking on them. I'm just using them as the clearest example. Um, because, because Johnny and so I love close. Catholics. Our Absolutely. churches are full of Catholics. We've won lots of Catholics to yeah. the Lord. I married a Catholic. Yeah. And so this is not a slam on Catholic. The people. majority of my family are Catholic. This is uh, exposing non-biblical teaching. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So, and, and if you look at the Catholic church, they are so close, but then they miss it and they teach that. And the Pope says that. The Catholic, if you're not a member of the Catholic Church, you will not go to heaven. And so, does that make it a cult? Absolutely, because they're they're giving another way to heaven other than Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not trying to bash anything, but I'm just. Well, my wife to, was taught that, and I, I'm just I would, trying to point out how that's a that's dude that's huge in our society. My my every society. Yeah, my wife was taught that in parochial school back in the early '60s. My cousins were taught right. that in parochial school in Mansfield, Ohio, and they loved me, and they they thought I was going to hell because I wasn't a Catholic. Right. And they loved me, and they were really very fearful of me, and uh, uh, they were fearful that I would go to hell. They loved me, and so. Uh, this is not a slam on Catholic no. people. This is just exposing some of the false teaching that right. Jesus said would come. It came. He, he knew what here. he was talking about. It's here. Well, and that's, but, but the, that's the problem with a lot of mainline religions. Well, the one thing I wanted to add or denominations. is that's what the popes were saying. And I haven't heard a pope actually say that in, say, like the last 30 years. It's still on their books. No, no. I The last pope said it. Really? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, guess I, I missed that. Yeah. No, the last pope made it very clear that... In, that First off, he's not the vicar of Christ. Second, that you the Catholics are not to proselytize or talk about Jesus. Third, if you are not a member of the Catholic Church, you cannot get to heaven. Mm -hmm. He I, made it. He made it all three wow, points I, very clear. I know that's exactly what my wife was taught, mm -hmm. and they were wrong then, right. and uh, right. I guess they're still wrong. But, but, but now, I just also, I would like to interject. I've had lots of conversations with priests mm -hmm. uh, and some of the older guard priests were very cruel and negative and mean when I came here. But I'd say the last 15 years, I've spoke to a number of local uh, priests from, from parishes and I, I specifically asked them, I kind of put them on the spot and said, do, do you believe that if you're not Catholic, you have no way of going to heaven? And every priest, which is like five, and every one of them said, no, we don't believe that you have to be Catholic to go to heaven. I said, so you tell me that, and I agree with you, mm -hmm. but w w isn't that a conflict of interest for you? You're still in the Catholic Church. I guess you draw your salary from the Catholic Church, and you live in the, the, the parsonages of the Catholic Church. But your pope says, and, and, your, and your cardinal doctrines say that you have to be Catholic to be saved, and yet you tell me different. Is that a conflict of, uh, for you? And they're like, uh, they start to dance. Yeah, because because now what happens is they become the hypocrite. <laughs> See, that's what because, I was sort of pointing yeah, out. Yeah, because they don't they don't really believe what they're teaching, and, and now all of a sudden, what do we do with that? Oh yeah. no 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 no! You don't have to be Catholic to get into heaven, but we're going to teach that you do. Yeah, and Golly, that's why man. that's why I brought it up, and yeah. I, I said I I I believe what you just told me, mm -hmm. but you have a conflict. And I said that's the neat thing about being uh, an independent. 
non-denominational Baptist. I'm an independent mm-hmm. Baptist. Right, right. I'm not part of a denominational group. I'm a biblicist. Our, our all church the way. is self-governing. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. We don't we don't report to anybody. Right. Uh, we report to the Word of God. We report. To yeah. God I don't know heaven. if people realize that at the beginning of the year, all the Catholic churches are sent the sermons that they have to preach. Yeah, the missalette's all right there. Yeah. For the whole year. Yeah. So they got a solar missile at, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I have no clue, but yeah, I know they got to follow it. And I think, wow, there's the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the priests, the priests have, op, I've asked them about that. And they've told me that, well, we have liberty to do this little uh, homily. I think they, yeah, call, they call it, it a homily. Yeah. Just a few, few minutes off to the side. And of course, that's the, the best part for for Catholic people are trying to get something biblical right. out of it. So I, uh, I just always try to express to them. I really love you guys. Uh, I bought a Catholic school, uh, in Mechanicville, New York, and the priests have been really supportive of our school, just really, really good guys. And we've had really open talks and I'll just bring them up to that and say, yeah, that's a problem for us. You know, we, right. like, we sort of say this and the book says that, but you know us and we're kind of caught in between. So, you know, but I'm they're just, not in between. They're in defiance. Yeah. Well, dude, come on. Either, either it's, either it's, you believe the word of God or you don't believe the word of God. If you teach anything other than the word of God, you don't believe it. Yeah. And they're, that's their, they're caught in between. That's no, what they <laughs> no I'm, I'm quoting them. They're saying I'm caught in between. Oh, because they, they want to remain hypocrites. Well, that's, I, I kind of brought that to their attention. Isn't it hypocritical? And they're like, Oh, you know, <laughs> And then so, I drop off. You might press a little farther, but yeah, I, just, I, I just bring it to that, their attention and leave yeah. it go. Well, but here's the, and that's the, what my point is that there are many mainline denominations that have, uh, uh, slidden into apostasy and they no longer believe the literal interpretation of scripture, uh, about Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's basically modernism. Uh, we called it in, in Bible college, uh, where most of the mainline denominational churches, Presbyterian, Methodist, Lutheran in, in the United States, really held to uh, authority of Scripture right. 100 years ago. Right. And uh, yeah, and and they don't anymore. That's 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 the key. That's the problem. And there were there were Baptist churches right. uh, uh, that were the American Baptist Convention. It was a different group. You had Southern Baptist Church, which were pro-slavery, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Right. And then you had the American Baptists that were non-pro. Right. You know, they were yeah. against slavery, but their doctrines were pretty much the same otherwise. And then the American Baptists who stood opposed slavery fell into the apostasy and turned away from the authority of the word they of did. God. And the Southern Baptists got right on the right. slavery right. issue. Right. And they continued to stand on the authority of the word of but God. But just for the record. And then very recently, there's some issues oh among God. them. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that, for the record, I'm independent and I've always been independent. And will always be, be independent. independent. Yeah. First John 4, 1 through 3 says this, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And then verse 3 says, And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now already in the world, is already in the world. So when you and I are obedient to do what that verse says, to test the spirit, see if they are of God, 
what the world says to us or or Satan's inspired people. Oh, who do you think you are? Right. You think you got you think you own Christianity? <laughs> 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 who are you? Do you yeah. and, and and so it's just you can't avoid right. the battle. Which is funny because the statement comes from a Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, listen, Jesus described teachers within uh, within the church as wolves in sheep's clothing. And so when we're talking to these people of false teachers that are teaching that Christ didn't come, they're a wolf. Look here in J- Matthew seven fifteen. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. And so they're taking you away from Jesus Christ being the only way to heaven, this false doctrine, and they're ravenous wolves. That That seems harsh in a world of snowflakes today, but the reality is, God's saying, wake up and pay attention. I've given you everything to stay on track. Test the spirits. Do they line up with scripture or do they line up with man's philosophy? Because of all the religions in the world, there are only two. It is either Christianity, which is God's way, or humanism, which is man's way. Buddhist is humanism. Um, uh, Hindu, humanism. Muslim, humanism. Like all these religions. They all just tune God out. And they yeah. hold hands, sing kumbaya, <laughs> and take a, a hit of LSD, and then they write down what they see, and they have this wonderful system, and they feel really, really good. Man. Right. They feel really good because yeah. we're going to help people. Yeah. So all roads lead to God. Well, and right? I feel I feel really good because it's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's your truth. That's, that's right. So here's another one. Teaching that adds human works to Christ's finished work on the cross for salvation. Adding to salvation. Listen, so you know what? You get saved and get baptized. Now you're saved. If you didn't get baptized, you're not saved. Or if you don't do good works, you're not saved. Or if you don't give your money, you're not saved. Or if you don't do this, you're not saved. If you don't do that, you're not saved. And yet, what do we see with the thief on the cross? Mm-hmm. No baptism went to heaven. No baptism. Didn't catechized, simonized, or homogenized. <laughs> right. Went to heaven. Went to heaven. And people have a problem with that, right? I don't because I believe I salvation by grace through Jesus Christ yeah. plus nothing minus nothing. And so when people say, yep, Jesus and, you know, immediately it's false doctrine, right? And and it's the truth is it's just lip service. Yeah, They're not really saved themselves. I don't think they can be. Maybe they can be. Maybe, I don't know. What do you do with that, man? Jesus says, Jesus says. Because, <laughs> you know, some groups, they're, they're, uh, Hiles Anderson. <coughs> Hiles Anderson used to uh, teach that uh, there was this, it may not have came from Hiles Anderson. You may know more oh, it about was this more than, than just there. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it was everywhere. If you, Listen, if you didn't wear a black suit, white tie, and comb your hair from uh, right to left, you weren't saved. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, there were some pretty hardcore independent Baptist groups back That's right. in, in right. the days. Johnny's a little too young to remember that, but just I, that. Was, I was coming right on the edge of that. And uh, so I'm all for having standards, but the standard shouldn't be in how long your hair is and haircuts. Well, how about this? If you eat certain foods, you're not saved. Well, that's, yeah, you can, you want to start adding to what you got to do to be saved. You probably add a thousand different things. Oh my goodness. But Romans 11, six tells us this. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. 
Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. And I think James really settled this. And, and Martin Luther was so troubled by James because it talks about works, <laughs> works and, yeah. and, and James. That he, just, he thought it wasn't even part of the Bible. He cut it out of his Bible. But he was he understood yeah. salvation is by grace. By grace. But well here, James Ephesians talk, Ephesians two eight and nine. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's uh, for uh, by grace you're saved through faith is no longer or is not of works. Lest any man would boast. It's right. a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, when you have real faith, guess what happens? Works follow. That's all James was saying. James is just saying, you want to see what I believe? Pay attention to what I do. Yeah, I'll show you what I believe by, the, by, by my work. By my works. My works do not save me, but no. I, my works kind of show that I have been saved. Yep. You know, people yep. that knew me before, uh, back in, you know, I remember high school people, I was unsaved the night I graduated from high school, June 4th, 1972. And people saw me a year, two or five years later and say, you're not the same person. Right. They couldn't see my faith. Except for what you were doing. They could see my works. That's right. Now, my works didn't save didn't pay penalty for even one of my sins. Right. Jesus paid for all my sins, but now that I am saved. That kind of comes up to the thing about easy believism. We don't believe for one second that the works save anybody. But on the other hand, uh, you see people on the easy believism side, well, I'm saved, ah, right. my, and there's no change, right? and there's no right. works. I think right. that's another false doctrine. Well, it is. That's the teaching that presents grace as a license to sin. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just from I, the devil. I was, at the re- I was at a restaurant, and um, I met this, the, the waiter, and he went to a church that we mutually know of in, in up north. And, and yeah, not real fond of, but at any rate, he had easy believism because he was, uh, he tells me, he, uh, you know, I asked him about Jesus. We had this conversation. He says he's saved. And I was like, oh yeah, great. And then I'm listening to him talk as he comes back this day, but he's telling me how he has an apartment and he drinks and has women over and blah, 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 blah. And I said, dude, I thought you were saved. And, and so he's kind of like, like one of the, the, the saved without repentance guys. Well, the, he's, he said, look, God, God loves me just the way I am. He doesn't expect anything from me. And that's that easy believism, right? I, I said listen, the prayer. I, I said the prayer. I'm saved. Now I can live my life because it's the life God gave Never me. Never met Jesus. That's a false doctrine from the word go. So you have some to say you have to add this to be saved, and you have you have others to say, oh, I said a prayer. I believe, well, the devil believes and trembles. That right. doesn't make him saved. Uh, so it's really as simply as this. You are saved by grace through faith, that not of yourselves. It's a gift. Now that you have the gift, the gift will include repentance, mm-hmm. except you repent you'll perish. Right. You're still on your way to hell. And we really can't repent without God's help. But when you receive, well, here's Christ the thing, faith, how repentance says, I'm going to walk away from doing sin. And when you are glorifying, getting drunk, having your own apartment and having uh, uh, multiple sex partners, you're not, that's not repentance. That's not repentance. That's you know? glorifying in your own sin. But Paul talks about that in Romans chapter six. Check this out. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. God forbid. Oh, my goodness. 
How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? So easy believism is simply people that say a prayer, oh, I believe in Jesus with no life change, right. no repentance, no works. We know that works don't save us, right? but Jesus does save us. And we are, uh, was it in uh, Ephesians 2.10, for we were saved uh, unto good, good works. works. Right. That's his purpose, that he right. would show in us a pattern of good works. So uh, our faith justifies us before God, and our works justify us before men. Yeah, We and, show them our faith by our works. Right. And Jesus says in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. He who does the will. Well, what's the will of God? shun the appearance of evil, avoid sin, live a righteous life, confess be holy, it. confess it, repent from it. Verse 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me, you who practice lawlessness or you who practice iniquity or you who practice sin, whatever word you want to put in there. Jesus just exposed easy believism, didn't he? he? That's what he did. Yeah. People say, well, I'm saved by grace, but no change. Uh, the Bible says, check out your, uh, how's it say that? Uh, well, check second, out your own salvation. Um, oh yeah. Uh, live uh, out your own salvation. Right. Because it's like, make sure you're saved. Right. I, 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 um, well, here's, here's one for you. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Yeah. Therefore, if anyone in Christ is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And that means that if you genuinely get saved, there is a genuine repentance and a genuine, real life change. You see, that is the evidence of salvation. Right. That's what gave me assurance uh, as I was a new believer. Uh, when I asked Jesus to forgive me, come into my uh, heart and save me, I didn't have a big emotional outburst. I didn't have right. you know lights flashing and sirens. But I'd I, like to have had that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd, <laughs> I said that at Woodstock and things like that, but it wasn't salvation. No, was, you didn't want sirens at Woodstock. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But I saw a lot of lights flashing, and they weren't they weren't cop cars. So that's funny. Um, the well, Luke six forty six says this. Thank you for picking up because I completely yeah, lost my chance. I, 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 he, I captured that. Me. Thank you, Johnny. Love you, man. <laughs> Love you too, brother. <laughs> So Luke uh, 6, 46 says this, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? If you are not being obedient mm -hmm. to what Christ has called us to do, and that means, I mean, that's a laundry list of things that we're not to do, mm -hmm. then you can't call him Lord because he's not your Lord. He only becomes our Lord when we become obedient and we can only become obedient when we die to self and live unto Christ. And we can only live unto Christ when we believe he died on the cross for our sins. My thought came back to me, Johnny. Go Here ahead. it goes. Thank I you knew for jumping and fill in. <laughs> it's the works that we do, that new desire from the inside to be obedient to him that demonstrates, that proves that even to myself, 
I knew something happened to me right. because I wanted to go to church. It wasn't up. I wanted to be kind to my brothers. I stopped uh, cursing at them and calling them. To, I loved them, but it was just how oh, yeah. oh, they called the, terrible names. <laughs> but when I got saved, that stopped. Stops. Yeah. It stopped, and my brothers are like, you don't call me bad names anymore. It's because I love you, man. Right. But oh. but here's what Jesus says in Luke 6, 46, right? When he says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Then he goes on in the 47, who, and, and he establishes this. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's here's my sayings. And does them. Those sayings are so powerful that it changes everything. And the only place you're going to find his sayings is in his word. In his word. And so you have, and these people don't even read scripture. They don't read the Bible. They just live their life because, oh, oh, it's party time. I'm going to heaven. I do whatever I want here because I'm going to heaven and who cares? And that's not biblical. It's false doctrine. You have been deceived by whoever taught you that and you need to get out of there if it's a a, a pastor of a church you need to run from that dude here's another one satan has been confusing and perverting the word of god since the garden of eden and so we have all these perversions right uh the our false teachers in Genesis 3, 1 through 4, which actually you brought up and we talked about that. A little that. bit earlier, yeah. You did. And Matthew 4, 6. I jumped ahead, Johnny. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. 4, 6 said, and uh, if if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. And so uh, even, even in the face of Jesus, uh, Satan tries to pervert the word of God and, and prove it to be something that is. If you not. are. Yeah, if you are. Yeah, if you are. And, uh, and so Jesus didn't buy into any of that stuff. Well, and false teachers, right? They try to appear as servants of righteousness. Look here. And, and, and that, and by the way, Satan does the same thing. Uh, if you are the son of God, if you are like, like I know more than you, Hey, Eve, God knows that the day of you eat that you'll be like him. Mm -hmm. And so this, this false teaching, second Corinthians 11, 15 says this, Therefore, it is no great thing if his therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. What it's talking about is is Satan and Satan's cronies, right? Transform themselves into righteousness. They will make themselves look like they are teachers of truth when in fact they're liars and then it makes us look like we are, it's like, and then people follow, they won't research it. And even when they, even when they know and hear truth, they'll deny it because their pride stops them from repenting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the most insane thing in the world, dude. It's a spiritual war, isn't it, John? Yeah. And Matthew seven sixteen says, we will know them and they will be known by their fruits. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. And it goes on. And then 20 says, therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. And so, listen, they stop making excuses for people when their stand becomes obvious. Well, that's not really what they meant to say. Yes, it is. Why are you? 
I just, yeah. uh, right. So a charlatan promoting false doctrine will so show signs of pride, greed, and rebellion. Look here in Jude one eleven. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and have run greedily in the air of Balaam for profit and perished in the rebellion of Korah. See two words there, greed and profit. Watch the offering basket. Uh, well, and see, that'll... see where the money goes. Mm -hmm. That's where you really want to pay Follow the to. money. It's yeah. a big uh, indicator of uh, legitimacy yeah. and illegitimacy. Right. In, the, in every area, whether it's business or it's even religious hucksters. Yeah, because what happens is the the pride, the greed, that will typically lead to or promote sexual immorality. And it seems a, like one follows the other. Yeah. They, when you find a lot of the religious hucksters with piles of money and uh, and they justify it. And then even the people that give it to them sometimes just justify it makes me sick. Well, Second Peter 2.14 says this, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. Enticing, that's what false teachers do. They entice unstable souls. They make it sound so good, make them feel all warm and cuddly and cozy. <clears throat> and then rape them in every Spiritual, way possible yeah. spiritually yeah they financially have a, they have a heart trained in covetous practices and accursed children and so that's that, what it says yeah i just finished the verse yeah thank you. you during your cough you pulled me out of the <laughs> so i thought i'd pull you out there johnny revelation 220 nevertheless i have a few things against you this is god speaking jesus speaking because you allowed that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And that's what we have today, false teachers that are sacrificing people to, to uh, uh, satisfy their appetites. I find it ironic that the scriptures are very clear to point out false teachers, uh, Jezebel's and Balaam and on and on it goes. Diotrephes loves to have the preeminence, all these false teachers. And then when we come along as preachers and expose false teachers, people say, you're full of hate. <laughs> you're not very nice. What is up with that? <laughs> it's like, we got uh, verses we stand on and we're still uh, accused yeah, of being, we're, all right. We're just bad guys. Yeah. So listen, we're wise to recognize. We are wise to recognize how vulnerable we are to heresy. And we are. Because our, our emotions get captured and and multiple things get captured, right? And we have to make it a, a habit to study and understand so that we are not vulnerable. Acts 17, 11 says this. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. He commended them. For doing what we're trying to do here today, John. Absolutely. Trying to rightly divide, make sure these things are so to warn people. And this isn't the fun part of being a pastor. Right. It's not the fun part of being a Christian contending for the faith that was once delivered under the faith or there hath entered in among you uh, false teachers. False teachers. And so, uh, yeah, we're, it's not fun, but it, we got to do it. But you know what is fun is when you see people get growing get discernment it. and get it and yeah. not fall into the trap. And when not, they mature. 
not wake up and they've just sent uh, hundreds or thousands of dollars to some religious huckster and right. uh, they've and we've we've protected people. Oh yeah, send me a thousand dollars and you will be blessed. No, I'll be a thousand dollars poor. But listen, when we make it a goal to follow the lead of the apostles and follow the scriptures, we will go a long way in avoiding the pitfalls of false doctrine. Acts 2.42 says this, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Guys, I'm going to tell you, that kind of devotion will protect us. The big word there? Devotion. Devotion. It gets so complicated. Yeah. And then it's like, Jesus, I love you. Will you guide me? Will you protect me? And he says, read my word. And then his Holy Spirit enlightens his word. And then you begin to grow and you'll begin to identify the false prophets and the false teachers. And you're protected and you set an example for others. Amen. And the kingdom goes forward through everyday people like you and I, John. Absolutely. Listen, that, that devotion will protect us and keep us closer to Jesus and further away from Satan. Guys, I hope this podcast has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, follow, tell others about us, and uh, help this podcast to grow. Until next time, God bless.